ride a ride. We're here with Mame and Mom. Yes. Well, hi, Mom. Where did you ever, ever come from? You're my mom, so I came from you. Yeah, that is true. That's true. This backhanded compliment changed your whole life. Mame out, man. And welcome back to Mame and Mom. Well, welcome back. I'm going to let you say right. I'm Mame and she is Mom. Yay! It's our first time getting it right. It's time for everything. This is great. Not bad. Not bad. How you doing? I haven't seen you in a while. I'm good. Kind of sleepy today, but I'm good. Well, it's a day for it. It's rainy out, crappy mm-hmm. out. It's a good movie day just to chill out, do nothing, right? No, that's not what I'm going to do. But <laughs> what are you going to do? I'm going to go to some open mics tonight in Boston. Ooh. I'll do a little shopping before that, too. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get in myself Boston? out of the house. Yeah. Yeah, where are you going shopping? Um, the Newton Mall, because it's close to where I'm going later. Well, good for you. That'll be yep. fun. Get out of the house a little bit. I find that the days that you don't want to get out of the house are the days you have to get out of the house. Yeah. Depending. Yeah. Well, let's talk about my slump. So it was just I was just telling you that I haven't gotten out of the house. I haven't done anything fun in a while. And mm. so I'm feeling a little low today. I'm feeling kind of a little depressed. Sounds like you need to come visit me. I know. I do. I probably do. You're my laugh girl. Maybe I will. But you know, it just like what you said, once I get like this, I don't even want to go out. It's almost like you have to, I don't know. You, you have, have to make to yourself, your, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because uh-huh. like, I mean, especially as an extroverted person, if I don't want to go out, it's like, all right, I have some, this is a yep. red flag. Yep. Something's not, something's not right. Mm-hmm. Like I was just telling you, I almost went and got a haircut. I know I picked <laughs> myself after. <laughs> just like, I want to do something. I want to get a haircut. But nope, not doing it. Not doing it. So you're doing good? Yeah, I'm doing good. Had a little board game night last night. It was pretty wild Saturday. Woohoo! What'd you play? Um, I don't even know. what the, the game's called Bad People. I think that you got it for us, maybe. Yeah, then, yeah, no, no. no. Yeah, what is that saying? Sounds about right. <laughs> I think I did get it for you. <laughs> what is that saying about you, girlfriend? What about you? But it was really fun. Good. Well, that's good. You went to your best friend's birthday, right? Yeah. We had a little board game. Nice. It was really fun. Good for you. That mm-hmm. sounds like fun. Yep. Nothing like a classic board game night. Yeah. Boy, you're really uh, getting up there with the excitement. I know. I'm just, yeah, it was a wild, wild Saturday. Woo. No well, jokes. It actually, probably, that's the sad thing is it was probably like the best ever. It's probably well, so much fun. It was really fun, but we also got home at 1030. It was like, wow, board game night, home at 1030. This is... <laughs> And then I read my book. That's how I fell asleep. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> Who is she? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Did you do it? So you said you didn't do anything all week? I haven't done anything at all. Nothing. This is going to be a boring podcast. I've done nothing. Well, yesterday, no, I went for a walk with a friend of mine from the thrift store. And this person is, what did he say? 75 years old. And we did a six mile walk i'm like oh my god are we almost done and he's still hoofing it (laughs) oh my god dragging along (laughs) that's impressive that's awesome it's really impressive my 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 friends down over at the thrift store that most of them are in their 70s and 80s and they can they can exercise circles around both of us easy i love that yeah so that's the key to staying young you just have to keep you know what am i saying i gotta get my butt going yeah (laughs) (laughs) Stay young. 
So we were you were talking about having a hard time with routines. Tell me, tell me about what you were saying, if you don't mind. Yeah, I think because I'm well, partly because I'm laid off, but also just in general, I've been waking up really late and staying up really late. Yeah. And I am a super morning person, so I feel like I get I get weird when I don't have like the those couple hours in the morning, like from like nine to twelve to work on stuff. If I miss those hours, I feel useless the rest of the day. I, I just need to shift my schedule, but I don't know how. Yeah, how? I mean, you just have to hit the, you know, put the alarm clock on, get up at that time, make yourself get up and go to the gym or whatever you usually do, right? I know, it's hard though. I it's hard. I think I have this issue too. Well, I was getting really, in, I, whenever I get really into working out, I get way too into working out and then I do mm-hmm. it too much and then I hurt myself. So I... Mm-hmm. Need to get back to a routine without getting obsessed with it. That's hard. And that's an ADHD thing. I do the mm-hmm. same thing. You just get so into it and everything else just kind of slides away because that's your focus. Mm-hmm. And then you're talking about routine. As soon as you miss like two days of it, then you find a new focus, right? Exactly. Yeah. Hate it. I hate that. Yeah. I know. I don't know why I'm asking you for help with this. You have the same problem. <laughs> I do. Well, I know I do. And it's something that you don't really think about. And I think maybe that's part of the depression because you kind of get out of that. And at that point, you just don't. I mean, for me, I shouldn't say you. For me, once I get past that and my when that's gone, I just don't even know what to do with myself. And then I just start feeling depressed a little bit. Mm -hmm. But staying on a routine really is important. It is. Yeah. But then once it shifts, it's like, how do you get it back? Um, without it being dumb yeah without it being my whole life so I something I'm trying to work on is like just moderation yes not getting obsessed with something yep because it turns into a job I remember when I used to go to the gym honest to god I no kidding no kidding six days a week Mm -hmm. an hour and a half to two hours every day and if mm-hmm. I missed it, like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I missed yeah. it. I got to work out. I'd feel guilty. I'd feel guilty. So it becomes like you, it consumes you. Then it turns into a job. And yeah. then you get burnt out. You don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And then it feels like if you miss one day of those six days, then you should just quit. Exactly. And that's kind of silly, isn't it? So it's just all or nothing. But that's the mm-hmm. ADD thinking. It is. But I think a lot of people do struggle with that either way, like, people that are neurotypical as well I just I mean it's hard I think you you get into a mindset where you have to be perfect otherwise otherwise what you're doing is pointless and I mean that goes into like talking about like all or nothing diets and all that but we don't need to go in that track but like Mm -hmm. you can apply it to anything really so applying it to anything while you're saying that I was thinking about what you're saying about comedy either you're in it you're mm-hmm. doing it yeah. or you're not. Yeah. So how do you, yeah, do you, do you have a hard time with that? Oh, absolutely. That's something that I, that's also something I'm trying to work on right now with doing comedy, but not having it be my whole entire life because I still need to focus on finding a job and stuff. Like I, when I used to do it before the pandemic, I was doing it like every single night. So I was multiple times a night. I mean, if that was my only job, sure, that could be fine, but it wasn't. And then I got super burnt out. So Right now, I'm trying to still do comedy, but not not get so obsessed that I end up getting burnt out again. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Well, I remember, oh my God, we were worried about you. You would just go, go, go. And I'm thinking, I could never keep up with that girl. So, and if we said anything to you, you get mad. So, <laughs> kind of let that go. 
But yeah, I, I get it. I don't know. I get it. But what was really going on with you? What were you running from? And that that's kind of what happens a little bit too. If you get too focused on something, you'd rather focus on that than maybe something else that's going on too, right? Yeah, for sure. And I think I, I've done a lot of self-work in the past two years and dealt with a lot of stuff that I was running from. So mm-hmm. now with everything kind of calming down and like, I'm trying to just figure out a way to have a routine that like supporting what I actually want to do without getting so obsessed with just one of the things, but it's so hard. So, I mean, like what, what do you, what do you want to fill all that up with? What does that look like for you? I mean, I want to just be able to do comedy regularly, like every, a couple times a week. And, um, but then I, we we do this podcast, which is so much fun. And then we, and then I have my code Emily videos as well, which I also love to do. So like one, I have a lot on my plate anyways, but I need to try I want to try and figure out, some sort of routine so that I don't feel so overwhelmed Mm -hmm. um so that I don't quit on any of the things that like I love doing I don't know I feel like I'm not making any sense but (laughs) no you are you are you're making complete sense it's yeah it's hard because like you said you have all these things that you're interested in right so you want to try to do it all and (laughs) My mom just pulled out her fake cigarette. (laughs) I did. I just wanted to Yeah, I've got nothing better to do. I have fake cigarettes. Yeah, that's funny. We'll have to explain that after before people think that I'm crazy. (laughs) Um, So, no, I get it. So, it's not overwhelming yourself. It's not doing too much, but you want to, I don't know. I guess what I'm going to ask you in a perfect world, poof, if I took, if I just went poof, with a magic wand, what would the perfect day look like for you? Um, I mean, working on my videos, that's what I love doing. And then doing a little bit of coding if I wasn't working in a, in a good job that I liked. Mm-hmm. And then doing comedy at night. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Which I know that's like kind of, I don't know. I, I don't like to sit around. It makes me feel weird. Well, it's okay to sit around a little bit. I mean, I know, a little I'm, bit. I have to make myself do that more. And I did that actually this week. Yesterday morning, I woke up and I just watched TV for a few hours. That's it. Good. So, and maybe that's why you would get burnt out because you go, 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 go. Mm -hmm. But if you give yourself a chance to kind of chill out a little bit and then you won't get as burnt out. Yeah. And I mean, speaking of routines, maybe that's what I should do is like make sure I have a day where I'm just hanging out. Mm Mm-hmm. But if I pick this, if I say it's always going to be Sunday or it's always going to be Monday, I won't stick with it because I'll get too stressed about that. <laughs> but that's one other thing you have to do. You have to do nothing. <laughs> that and then also having like a, a schedule that stays the exact same also sometimes stresses me out. <laughs> yeah. Because then you feel guilty because you didn't do it. That and then also because of the ADHD, if it's not like always switching up a little bit, I'm like. Get bored. Yeah. I hear you. I, yeah, I think so, people yeah. that aren't, I mean, you have different types of personalities and, you know, someone like you or myself, we always have to change it up, do something different. But I think we drive people crazy that are black and white and this is how it's supposed to be. You know, I think that, yeah, I think if you don't live it, it's hard to even imagine mm-hmm. or understand what that's like. Yeah, right? absolutely. Which it's I don't blame them. But, but um, yeah, if any listeners that are listening have any ideas on how I could get into a routine, please email the Maven Mom podcast. 
Yeah. Hits up with us some ideas. Well, I think for me, what has worked, honestly, you get up at a certain time every day because that is better for your sleep. And if you're used to, you know, staying up all night, that's probably not a good thing. So it'll be tough the first week, but set your alarm clock for 6 a.m., get up, have a cup of tea or whatever you do, go to the gym, do an hour or go for a walk with Evie. And that gives you energy right there. Mm-hmm. Right? So come back, maybe take a shower, sit, chill for a little bit, check your Facebook or whatever, your emails, all that stuff. And then, I mean, right now, like you said, you're in a transition, you're looking for a job. So, you know, you have interviews set up for different times during the day. So it's not like you can say, okay, from 10 to 2, I'm doing this or that. Mm -hmm. But at least if you start out your day with, you know, with a schedule and then kind of go from there, maybe I wonder if that would kind of help you focus. You know what? I'll take the challenge. I'll do it this week. I'll try too. I don't know about 6 a.m., but... <laughs> 7, even 8, whatever. Probably 8, yeah. Yeah. Because um, that's the other thing, too, is when you're doing comedy, a lot of the time you get home at, like, 1 a.m. Well, that's good. Then you're being realistic, so that's good. Yeah, 6 a.m. is not going to happen. But, yeah, once I wake up early, the next day I'll be tired. So, exactly. that's how it works. I'll give it a shot. Yeah, you can do it. Whoop, whoop, you can do it. You can do it. I know you can. <laughs> so, but yeah, well, good. I'm glad. I think I'm glad that you kind of process this because this is important. And I guarantee that some of our listeners have the same problems, either one way or the other. And I, and I used to thought, I used to think that I was bipolar. And actually, my doctor thought I was bipolar. And I went on this medication and it really screwed me up. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't bipolar. It was ADD, ADHD. Mm-hmm. And I think that people don't understand what that's like because I did, I didn't even understand that um, that's what it is. It's all or nothing. And when Mm -hmm. you get into something, you almost become, well, almost like a manic, Mm -hmm. almost like a mania because you're like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm all in. And yeah, yeah, and you over promise and you're ready because you're in that mood and it feels great. And then you stop and think, you know, two days later, oh my God. Because that's when I used to get myself in trouble Mm -hmm. because I, oh my goodness, I would feel really good. I'd be in my good space and people would ask me, hey, do you want to talk in front of 200 people next week because we need someone to fill in? Sure. How about some, how about a thousand people? I'd rather that, you know, (laughs) and then you're feeling good and everything, but then you stop and the time comes and you're feeling a little down and stressed and anxious and it's like, oh my God, now I have to go do this. I mean, it must feel like that with comedy too, because you overpromise and then. I don't. I find that with comedy, it's mostly fine. But sometimes when I I accidentally make plans on the same day when I have a show, stuff like that happens sometimes, and then I feel so guilty, like because I messed up the schedule. Yeah, that does happen for sure. But I don't find that I I've been doing it long enough that I don't get as stressed when it's like about to happen, even if it's a lot of people. But I'm really, really careful about agreeing to do things with other people for that reason actually mm-hmm. I'm always almost always working on stuff by myself mostly because I always this is so depressing but I always feel like I let myself down so I'd rather let myself down than other people I don't I know that sounds way more sad than it is I promise but like like I don't say yes to things that are with other people generally well that's okay 
rather than over promising to other people, but yeah. your routine is what you're talking about. I mean, you'll let yourself down. I mean, not really in your mind, it's mm-hmm. letting yourself down, but it's just not following a routine. Mm-hmm. But how can you have an absolute routine when you're, when you're interviewing and you're not sure of what your future brings? Because I find, and I hope you don't mind me saying, when you don't know what your future is, it's almost like you're, you're flailing. I mean, a lot mm-hmm. of people feel like that. It's like, oh my God, you just don't know. Where if you were on a routine and you worked every day from nine to five, you knew what to do. But mm-hmm. right now you're like, when was the last oh, time yeah. you didn't work? I don't, oh, yeah. you were 14 and yeah. you were going to school. So you, I mean, you've always had, mm-hmm. you know, a routine somehow that you had to do it, whether you wanted or not. Yep. 1000%. That's what's so hard for me, not working and having, doing things on my own. And I'm trying to rely on myself more especially since I got my diagnosis of just understanding myself a lot better and knowing what yeah people don't know yeah but just understanding the way my brain works in the way that I can succeed because I think if I had gotten my diagnosis sooner like when I was in college I would have been so much less stressed because I would have understood a lot more about how my brain works Mm mm-hmm and why certain things just wouldn't like I would fall asleep in almost every single class I was in um unless it was like a math class that I was super interested in but otherwise but I figured out ways to manage it but I didn't realize at the time that they were like coping strategies mm-hmm. of like after a class I would watch a five minute YouTube video of like an hour class and then that's how I would actually learn. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I get it but I am really happy with the fact that the past I mean now it's been it's been five months of putting up this podcast every single Monday, and we haven't missed a single Monday. Right. So we started January first. Right. That's amazing. It's a is big deal. Show, or is this show um, stressing you out? No, not at all. I love doing it, and I'm really excited about this and about my YouTube channel that that we're doing it every single week. And I feel like I'm proving to myself that I can trust myself more. I know a little bit more about how to be more successful now with my silly brain. Your amazing brain. I do see that people with ADHD or ADD, whatever you want to call it, I mean, we do have some gifts. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at you, I listen to a lot of the videos and they talk about, you know, the ADD brain and, you know, you do become over-focused, but you're really good in a situation, in a dire situation. I mean... You are more apt to go out and try new things. I mean, there's there's a lot of positives about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it's indulging in that and understanding what they are. But it sounds to me like you're kind of figuring things out. I'm trying. It's it's part of why I'm focusing on fixing my morning routine and stuff because I know that that's the way that I'm most that I can set myself up for success yeah. in the day rather than yeah. Have you ever heard about the spoon theory? The spoon theory? No. Yeah. Um, it's really interesting. It's it's about how like people with, with ADHD, they only have a certain amount of spoons per day. Say they have 10 spoons and every spoon is like some sort of decision. Like someone asks you, what do you want for breakfast? Or what is this thing? Or, or what are you going to do today? That's a spoon that goes away once you're actually thinking about like the executive functioning of doing that mm-hmm. thing. And once you're done with your 10 spoons or however much it is, there's not like your brain kind of just can't do anything. It's like stuck. So that's why I guess there there's a big theory about how like the morning is better because you haven't like used any of your spoons yet in the morning. Right. So 
Yeah, it's a good way to set it up. Now, could you, I think some of our listeners may not even understand what neurovergent, is that how you say it? Neurodivergent, that's the word. Neurodivergent. What does that mean? It's basically just your brain doesn't work the typical way. Yeah. Does it mean that there's something wrong with you? I think it feels that way a lot of the time. I don't think, I think that I'm starting to, to not feel like there's anything wrong with it, but, but before, but like, especially when I was younger, I think I kept a lot of it inside and I didn't talk about how much it affected me mm-hmm. and how much, because yeah. people make comments all the time. People, I mean, people noticed how, <laughs> how I was about things. People got really frustrated with me often. And it created just a ton of anxiety that is still like with me that I need to get through. Right. It's, it's, yeah, absolutely. I hear what you're saying. I don't want to turn it on me, but I'm just, yeah, no, I drive people crazy that have the black and white thinking. I've had different jobs where it's like, oh, this is not going to work. Cause, and I understood, I, I drove people crazy, but you know mm-hmm. what? They kind of bug me too. So, but if someone doesn't understand the way you learn or the way you associate with things or what have you, it must be irritating. I get it. Mm-hmm. But, and, but at the same time, like you said, after a while, you start thinking that, well, you know what? There is something wrong with me. And then you may start feeling, you know, insecure about yourself. Mm-hmm. And I I told you the story and I'll tell it. I don't care. It's embarrassing, but it's not because it doesn't matter at this point but when I when you were a baby I wanted to go back to college but I didn't know if I could I always thought that there was something wrong with me just like what we're saying you know um, I didn't learn like other people I was behind in school a little bit and yeah I always felt like I was dumb I really did Mm -hmm. so I said you know what I'm gonna go and I'm gonna get tested I just want to see what my IQ is because I, it's got to be better because I wouldn't be as, as successful as I have been if I'm not smart. So I'm going to do this to make myself feel better. Mm-hmm. I go and I get, I get tested and it came back where they say that my IQ was 70 under way under where you should be where, mm-hmm. and the doctor looked at me and he goes, I don't even know how you've made it so far in your life. I'm like, oh my God, I was devastated. I went home like, oh my God, I am dumb. I can't even do this or that. And I was devastated, mm-hmm. devastated. And actually he said, he gave me the R word. He said, that's what you are. Oh my God. I was so upset. I what? was so upset. I swear to God, true story. I really didn't think that I was smart. And then my friend Maura, she was on our show. She's like, Laura, that is not correct. You need to go and get retested because that is ridiculous. Yeah. So I did go and get tested and I was off the charts for intelligence. But he, but they said, no, Lori, what it is, is you do have anxiety. Mm -hmm. And with your ADHD, you can't think, well, you don't think like another person. Mm -hmm. What? What you are is extremely intelligent, but you don't, it doesn't show like other people. Mm-hmm. And since then, I felt so much better. But can you imagine? Imagine no. someone saying that to you. That's horrible. But when you go through your whole life, like in school, I didn't learn like the other kids. And mm-hmm. I always felt like I was less than mm-hmm. just sitting in a classroom and a teacher talking. I mean, like you said, oh my yeah. God, that's like, that's like a nightmare. And and like what you just said, if you, you could sit in a classroom all day long, all day long and listen to this teacher, 
but then go home and listen to like what you said, a 20 minute lecture on YouTube and mm-hmm. really listen to it. Then you get what other people got by listening for six hours. So what does that yeah. tell you about your intelligence? Yeah, but it's right. like you're, you can't process it in the way that other people can. So like, right. And you will sometimes miss details, which is yes. one issue for sure. But yeah, but yeah, no, I completely understand. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, are you detailed oriented? I actually am, which is weird when it comes to certain things, but I have to care about it. Right. So otherwise I'm not, I mean, I never will notice when someone gets a haircut, I'm like the classic, like man typically, like the, (laughs) like my friends will get a haircut or something and I will not notice. And I feel so bad because afterwards, like somebody else notices it and I'm like, oh yeah, it does look good. That's yeah. Wow. And then I feel like such a jerk every time. Do you notice people that wear glasses? Like you don't even realize that they're wearing glasses. No, I I don't realize. No. Do do they wear glasses? I I don't know. Do they wear glasses? You're so used to seeing them a certain way. You don't even think about it. Yeah. But no, I, I felt like that a lot in school, but I think because I was really good at math, it was, it fell under the radar. So even though I struggled so much in other classes, it was like really easy to kind of like cheat a little bit and like <laughs> lie and like read spark notes for books. But you and- become a good BS or too. That's probably why you're a good actor because you had to act a little bit too to kind of, at least I, for me, mm-hmm. I had to kind of, it's like, yeah, no, I got it. I'm good. Yeah, I understand. And then you go home and read up on it because you didn't, I mean, for me, I shouldn't say you, for me, I would feel dumb in front of the class. So I would act like I knew it and then go home and teach myself. Mm-hmm. I've done that before for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you got to do what you got to do. So you learn how to kind of get through it. But, mm-hmm. and then we're talking about the imposter syndrome. Like you said, we, you talk a lot about that. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Did I go through that really bad? Because when I got to a point, well, I finished college and I got into somehow I just fell into substance abuse. I don't I didn't even know anything about drugs, but I fell right into it, which was good because I learned so much and I learned so much about people and how not to judge because we're all people. <clears throat> but I found myself getting over my head because I'm so used to like, yeah, I can do that. Absolutely. Next thing you know, I find that I'm like in this situation where I had to go and talk in front of people. I was, you know, going to Washington, acting like I knew what I was doing. I would take these jobs that it was, I thought, way over my head. So I was so stressed. So, oh my God, it was almost Mm -hmm. like I was going to have a nervous breakdown, but I could do what I was doing, but I didn't feel like I could because I kind of BS my way in it. So I didn't feel stupid. But I don't think you completely did. I feel like it's also, there's a lot to it. Yeah. You might have known your stuff, but you don't know how to, I don't know. I find a lot of the time, even if I do know things, when someone asks me a question, I get so stressed out that I can't answer it right. That's true. I think growing up with undiagnosed ADHD will then affect your life a lot as an adult in terms of like anxiety or how you go about certain things. Cause you're kind of like, I mean, for me, I'm always kind of trying to mask it. Like, I don't ever want anyone to know that I struggle or I have any problems. Right. Which I'm working on stopping doing that. But that's always how I've been. I've always, like, because I know that if I'm going to have a day or two that week that I'll be able to just focus so much that no one will notice that I struggled the rest of the week. So it'll be fine. It's, like, always what I – that's how I've lived my life forever. Yeah. But, um, 
it's okay. I mean, it's getting better now that I have my diagnosis and stuff. It's like completely changed everything. Cause it's also like going back at just things. Like I always used to leave. I never would remember to bring my toothbrush anywhere ever. I had a toothbrush at every single friend's house. Didn't matter how many times I, <laughs> this is, this is also funny. Um, my friend was visiting. She came over in December or November or December. And she brought this little like cookie cutter thing. She's been here probably three times since then. I've probably seen her 30 times and every single, or maybe not 30, but a decent amount of times. Every time I've seen her, I've been like, oh, I got to bring the cookie cutter. Every single time I'm seeing her. (laughs) Oh my God. Yes. And it's like such little things like that, but they make you feel so stupid. Yep. Like just the smallest thing like that. And it'll literally just be like, oh my God, I really can't do that thing. And it's like, it doesn't matter how small or how big that thing is. You just feel like useless. Yeah. But yeah. um, we brought her the cookie cutter because I remembered the other day. <laughs> well, how about if you just tape it to your steering wheel in your car and you still forget it? <laughs> so the funny thing is, is that he goes... He goes, grab the cookie cutter. We're going to go see her. And I was like, oh, great. Yeah. And then I had it in the car and it was like in my hand. Like I was like driving. It was like with me. And then we go into the restaurant and I forgot it in the car. I <laughs> see. Yeah. And it's yeah. like just such, and it's yeah. like fun to just like laugh about it, but it's also just like. It's embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. It, it still hurts. Yeah. Because like when I was younger, people got like actually mad at me. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, because it's more than just that. It's like other things too, for sure. And yeah. People will get mad and you'll feel like absolutely the worst yeah i know yeah so i guarantee people listening know exactly what you're saying because i mean if you feel that way other people do so Mm -hmm. i think it's great that you're being honest and opening up so other people can feel like they're normal or Mm -hmm. you know other people are like them because what is normal yeah really you know and it's unfair when you think about it i mean they teach everyone the same way which is ridiculous because not everyone learns the same way so mm-hmm. it's figuring out what your learning style is mm-hmm. and then kind of going from there yeah I'm trying to like go back and learn about history at some point now it's interesting right yeah because it's interesting because you can choose how you learn about it I think that's why it's interesting rather than mm-hmm. like sit in a lecture which I mean who also lectures, like who really learns that way? Maybe people do. I don't know. But a history lecture for hours. Oh my God. I know. But if I, you I had mean, it on tape and you were driving, wouldn't it be different? I don't know because I don't know how to make that stuff interesting. <laughs> and people probably say the same stuff about math. So like, I get it. Oh my God. Yes, I get it. Um, but I don't know. If I was listening on tape and I'm driving... Depending on how it was written, though, if it was written yeah. in like a textbook, yeah, maybe not. But if it was Malcolm X or, you know what I mean, a, a mm-hmm. book, yeah. A good topic, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I get it. But history is really cool. It I is. Mean, somewhere. And I told you the story that my great-grandparents came here on horse and buggy from Canada. Yeah. I mean, how cool is that? So I'm going to get some history. Anyway. Yeah, but yeah I'm going to have to report back next week after I start my little morning routine yeah so now you have to do it because the whole world knows that you're supposed to do it 
The whole world. Yep. The whole world. All 400 people that listen to us. And for the folks in the audience that are listening, I want to thank you so much. I've gotten some really great feedback, which is exciting. Yeah. This is really exciting. And if you can, please leave us a review, um, a good review, (laughs) maybe a comment. We'd really appreciate that because I believe the more comments and reviews you get, the more you're put up on the algorithm. Is that how that works, Em? Yeah, the more reviews we get, people will get suggested our podcast. So if you like it, definitely consider leaving us a review because we want people to listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, and we I want you all so much. And we have an Instagram and a mm-hmm. Facebook, but I want to throw out with our Instagram. We've been doing some really fun skits. And so I couldn't get together with Emily for a little bit. So I'm like, I'm going to make my own skits. So I did some really funny ones and kind of, you know, focusing back when Em was a little girl and what it was like to be a mom with little kids and how stressful it is. So I did one, I actually did two of them, going in the bathroom, smoking cigarettes and just being stressed out because the kids were just too much. And then going back and saying, I love you, life is so great, but just showing you know, the stress involved. And I just want other people to know people with kids that it's hard. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard. And I think we need to remember that. And remember, we're only human. That's it. Mm-hmm. Right. It's true. And shout out to our sponsor as well, New Hampshire Made Moms, oh, who yeah. is my sister, Brittany. And yes, she's great. She makes all sorts of apparel. You can put custom logos, whatever you want on them, sweatshirts, sweatpants, shirts, anything you can imagine. And, and she's talk at about, New Hampshire Made Moms. Yes. And talk about forgetting things. I was supposed to bring you a t-shirt and I keep on forgetting. <laughs> I know. It's okay. You got some really cool t-shirts. Mm-hmm. And actually, I saw on Facebook, someone wanted to buy one. I don't know if they were kidding. Actually, no, it was on Instagram. No, no I, I think they're serious. I wanted to buy one. Oh, my friend oh my God. And she wants one. Yeah. Can you imagine if we go out and we just see people wearing our t-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway... Well, Emily, it was so great catching up. I hope you have a great day and you have, you know, starting your routine and you're happy and you're smiling and blah, blah, blah. How's that sound? Sounds great. Love the blah, blah, blah at the end. Blah, 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 blah. All right. That's what what a lecture was like for me. Blah, 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 blah. Same for real. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, well, I love you and thanks for calling. It was great chatting. Love you, Mom. Hey, this is Emily from Mame and Mom. Thanks for listening to our podcast. It comes out every Monday. Music by Faradazis of Wiki Games. Sponsored by New Hampshire Made Moms. Write in listener questions to mameandmom at gmail.com. Us or probably one of our dogs will respond with feedback. Mame out. <laughs> <laughs>